Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. When 10.27 here on uh, SENZ in the mornings, uh, our guests on the panel this morning, uh, Guy Havelt uh, from TVNZ fame, uh, and Jamie Wall, who's a freelance uh, rugby writer, author of several very good rugby books. And I, I promise you, folks, if you haven't seen either of these two pe- people in person, you've probably seen Guy a lot, not so much Jamie, but neither of them would get much line-out ball. I can promise you that. So uh, they... <laughs> Speak about rugby uh, very much from the nine outward bracket. Uh, so let's, let's start with you, Jamie, and, and let's talk about a, a bloke who uh, you're a bit interested in here who does get some line-out ball from time to time, uh, is Shannon Frizzell. What's uh, the take on this one? Uh, I understand he's not going because of visa problems or, or something of that nature. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for that um, great introduction. I'm sure Guy really um, appreciated that as well. Um, <laughs> yes, we've... Um, we've we, we found out the squad, uh, the All Black squad yesterday. They left it very late to um, name this, and I'm not sure whether this had something to do with it or not. Um, they, they literally named the squad as the team was getting to the airport, um, and Shannon Fazella's name wasn't on the team sheet. And, uh, yeah, he's not travelling with the team to Australia because of visa issues over the uh, assault uh, case that's kind of swelling over, above his head at the moment. And the way that the All Blacks have dealt with this has, has sort of left me feeling that they're trying to kind of have their cake and eat it too on here, that he he was punished. He was given a one-match uh, suspension, or well, two-match suspension with another one backdated back to his game against the uh, game for the Hollanders um, when, when the incident happened. Um, and so he's been punished there, and then they're trying to kind of use this as a way to say, well, this hasn't really got anything to do with us and then hopefully he can join the team at a later date, which, again, is that's up in the air because he may not be actually be able to because of the lack of MIQ spots uh, at the other end. Um, and so it's just a little lack of transparent, transparency around uh, how he's actually been viewed by the team. It would have been nice to hear Ian Foster actually say something definitive about the way that um, they're viewing uh, what actually happened because the last time he talked about it, since then, uh, a lot of other details have come out about uh, what actually happened with Brazil down there in Dunedin and the, some threats he made uh, after that that happened. So for a guy like that to be pulling on an all-black jersey, well, I mean, there's going to be a few question marks if that actually does happen again. Uh, very interesting. Uh, we'll uh, wait for more information if it comes out. Probably won't, actually, uh, under what you've just said, Jamie, but uh, we'll keep uh, an eye on the, the Shannon Frizzell pulse. 
Uh, listen, um, Guy Havel, interesting, isn't it, that um, you know, all these players that are not going, I, I know it's a sign of the times now, the modern world that we live in, that uh, family first, footy later, I can't really imagine Colin Meads and BJ Lahore and uh, Ian Kirkpatrick <laughs> staying home, but ha- having just said that, um, I'm old and um, they're not. So here's the thing, uh, massive leader, just not, um, just not a captain they're looking for, but uh, quite a lot of leadership when you think about it. Who would be your captain? Yeah, it's a great question. I've actually been pondering this in the last few days, and I know a lot of people are saying Artie Savia, and I'm a little bit, I'm not so sure about Artie, and, and this might rub a few people up the wrong way, but I just find the way that he's kind of dealt with a few stories about him and his teammates in the past, i.e. the mouth guards, and then the one with Josh Ioane as well, taking shots at media on Twitter, that to me is not, really an All Blacks captain. Um, I'd be more leaning towards someone like Cody Taylor, who's led the Crusaders pretty well and uh, has obviously had a bit of success with them. I'd probably be leaning towards someone like him. They obviously want someone in the Fords usually, so I suspect that rules out someone like, you know, Bowden Barrett or something like that. I don't know why you'd give it to Bowden Barrett when he's got so much on his plate anyway. Uh, but you're right, it certainly leaves a big hole in the leadership area. Um, and, 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 yeah, it probably comes down to someone like um, you know, a, a Taylor or, or, or a Savia, and I would probably lean towards Taylor myself. You guys have got great recollection. Uh, recollection. That's, that's why we have the panel, because <laughs> you keep reminding me of, of things and issues that are, have long gone from my bonds, I'll tell you that. Uh, here's one, uh, Jamie Wall, which is very prominent in, in my thinking at the moment. Uh, Sophie Pascoe. Uh, look, just how good. I mean, last night uh, she got the silver medal, so that's another one to, uh, she can put on the mantelpiece. So, but it wasn't even in her favourite event. Just, just uh, how do you rate uh, Sophie Pascoe? Oh, well, what an ambassador she is and what an incredible athlete um, she is. And congratulations to her and her team for another bit of silverware. I'm sure she's probably got a bolt somewhere <laughs> where she keeps all her medals. <laughs> um, but she, she really is. Uh, a shining example of of uh, someone who's overcome obviously um, you know adversity to get to where she is and is carrying on a tra- proud tradition of um, para athletes uh, that goes all the way back to someone whose whose name is on an award that she may well end up lifting up one day the Murray Helberg so you know it, it, it's it's a it's a fantastic tradition that New Zealand has in in para-athletics and something that we should be really, really proud of. And one thing I really like about Sophie is the way that she's transcended uh, that. She is very much seen as an athlete, first and foremost. And, you know, you can see that with her endorsement deals and the profile that she has. Um, She's out there and she is regarded by the general, you know, she's recognised. And you could make a case for her being one of the, you know, more famous sportswoman that we have in this country. And that's really just down to the dedication and hard work that she's put in. Well, Wonderful said to, by Jamie uh, Smithy. I'll just jump. I'll, I'll just jump in there. Um, I, I don't know if you saw the thing that, that that is remarkable about last night for me. I don't know if you've seen her comments, but she said that she she only added that late in the piece because she wanted a warm up race to get into the ones that she thought she was a good chance of winning gold in, and she only finished second by you know the the the, the slim slim margin of a, of a few hundredths of a second. I mean. If that's what she's doing in a warm-up race, it bodes pretty well for the rest of the meet, doesn't it? Well, you'd, you'd have had plenty of dealings with her over the years because hers is a rich history guy. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here you've, you've spoken to her in person and, and done some work with her? Yeah, I've spoken to her a couple of times, probably not as much as, as other people, but 
as Jamie said, she, she's a wonderful ambassador, not just for Paralympic sport, but for sport in New Zealand in general around the world. I mean, she is one of the most well-known uh, para-athletes globally and, and also just one of the, the more well-known swimmers globally as well because of what she's been able to achieve. Um, she's, she's very down-to-earth. She's very humble. She gets emotional when she wins. She know, you know You can see how much it means to her. Um, she's a great person to interview. She doesn't just give you the same, trot out the same old boring lines. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish her all the best, and, and I, I can't see why this won't be an incredibly successful Paralympics for her. Uh, and it's great that people are getting behind it because, um, you know, this, this is, you know, so many of these sports are, are just fascinating to watch, but these are proper athletes as well. They may, in, in a lot of aspects, look different to, to, to the able bodied athletes. But what they can do um, is is just simply remarkable, and, and she is she is at the at the more remarkable end of that scale. That's for sure. Guy, the Warrior season um, it may well mathematically come to an end tonight. It might not. They might uh, be continuing to tease us. How would you sum up this year? This year of um, of of COVID, NRL, and uh, their base overseas, even changing overseas from time to time. Uh, what, when it's finished, what what will you think about it? Well, it's disappointing that they haven't made the eight. Uh, I will say that straight off the bat with, with the players that they managed to get and the roster that they did have. However, I'm, I'm willing to give them a little bit of leniency, or quite a lot of leniency, actually, for the fact that, once again, for the second season in a row, and, and that's a lot of time. If you've got family or whatever, let, let's just sit back and think about this for a bit. Being away from them for however long it has been, being away from, and I know if you, a lot of them do actually have family over there, but, but but some of them don't. Being away from home crowd as well that plays a lot of a part for a for a for a sports team, um, and 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 they are probably going to miss the eight, but they're only just going to miss the eight. So I'm willing to give them a bit of leniency. What I would say though is is that I know a lot of people, and I don't know if, if people are just saying this in a joking manner. But a lot of people are trotting out the same online, oh, they'll be good next year. Well, they have to be good next year if, if they can get some sort of, um, some sort of home games um, to play at Mount Smart Stadium. If that's able to happen, then they have to be good next year because uh, this is a Warriors team that has good players again and needs to be pushing into that top four, I think, to, to, to you know, for... for 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 non rugby league fans, I think to have a bit of res- to get a bit of respect for them in terms of what they do on the field. I think how they've handled themselves off the park this year has been pretty good. Um, but I would say, yeah, I'd say I'd give them a pass mark um, because of all the factors that they've had to do. But next year, if they get things going their way, uh, then I think they have to make the top six at least. Well, Jamie, uh, you'd have been probably more interested in the fact that they lost RTS to Auckland Rugby, and we're still. Uh, sitting around waiting for that to eventuate and it doesn't look like it's going to be this weekend or perhaps next weekend as far as Auckland are concerned. So uh, would you have a thought on uh, how you saw the Warriors season or is it not that high on your radar? Oh, no, I've definitely been following the Warriors um, this year. You know, if nothing else, there's there's always something to talk about um, with them, um, which (laughs) makes them, you know, such great, great, um, you know, they're great for us. Um, I think that, you know, the off-field moves that they made, like Guy alluded to, I mean, getting Bruce Walsh was a, was a massive, you know, uh, massive signing, especially after it became clear that RTS was uh, going to be moving on. Um, and, yeah, it is it is a bit disappointing, um, the way they've got. But I think there's one thing that uh, kind of comes back to for me is that they'd, they'd planned that homecoming game back in 
um, I can't remember what, when the date was, and it was all, and you know, it had sold out quite fast, and mm. it was all looking like, you know, things were kind of going to get back to normal for them, and perhaps they could stay in New Zealand, perhaps till the end of the season, uh, and then that just got completely wiped off off the map, and I think that that represented a point in the season where things started to sort of go south a bit for them, and I, I, I can't understate how in this in this day and age, uh, when you have things come up on your radar that you think, oh, you know, things are going to get back to normal, and then all of a sudden they just dash like that, like how much of a mental toll um, that can have on those guys. Uh, so, you know, I don't, you know, there's always going to be an asterisk over this season and last season for them. Um, how next season is going to play out, like whether they'll be back. Uh, they do have an interesting, uh, it is interesting for the NRL right now because uh, they could be used as a kind of a guinea pig team um, to be based in Redcliffe, uh, where, where the... Um, you know, I was looking at expanding uh, into another Queensland side um, down there, and just to sort of test the waters because they had, did have a game the, the other uh, the other weekend um, that was really well attended. So they could perhaps find a new base there um, and just set up permanently, um, which would be a real shame for league fans over here. But just again, that's just the way it is. Uh, so yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully things things will get better next year. Here's a, a final one for you, Guy Havelt. Um, the PGA, the US PGA, I'm sure you're a keen golfing fan as well. Uh, in the three weeks, the last week, this week, and the next week, they're going to be playing for around about $60 million. $60 million US dollars. The winner, the winner gets a bonus of $15 million US dollars. Is, do you find that slightly perverse or obscene at all? That, that's our that's our fee for coming on your show, isn't it, Smithy? I, I would have thought. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look, I'll, especially if we're going to get abused I, I at, the, at the start like that. Well, that's the thing. You, you get paid. You get you get you get paid per centimetre, fellas. So here you go. Well, then you got a bargain, have you? <laughs> Look, in, in, in all seriousness, I, I do think it's a bit crazy. But in saying that. Um, you know, these sponsors are, are willing to pay this money and, and that money's got to go somewhere. A lot of these players are very good in terms of what they give to charity and, and setting up things for, for, for golf, young golfers who want to get involved in the sport. So, um, you know, I, yeah, it's a crazy and absurd amount of money. But, but there's a lot of sports where there's an absurd amount of money. I see Cristiano Ronaldo might be heading to Manchester City. My, I, I suspect my eyes will water when I see the fee that he transfers there for. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a crazy amount of money. Uh, and saying that, some good golf at the moment. And how good is John Rahm? The guy can't seem to do anything wrong. He's good. He's very, very good. Uh, leading at the moment too in the BMW. Uh, but Rory McIlroy's uh, pretty hot on course at the moment too. So that's uh, the live sport that's going on. Uh, Jamie Wall, fantastic. Uh, guy Havel, uh, fantastic as well. Great to have you guys and uh, have a wonderful weekend. And let's hope we get some. Some uh, good news this afternoon that uh, you can write and speak about. That would be cool. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.